Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates gamblers tennessee titans fans fans of the nfl shield nfl football betters fantasy football players anybody i might have left out far and wide welcome in to episode number 119 of the talk in the line podcast and the second to last nfl special edition and as always thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful september 7th 2021 now we have loads to talk about in regards to the tennessee titans and beyond and before we do all of that you know the drill please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on if you are watching on youtube you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional ttl content dropping wise words dropping on wednesday this wednesday september the 8th after the live show is over our new show connecting you with the best and brightest personalities in the sports gambling industry. We'll talk about that later on in the show, but if you are listening to the audio version and uh, you didn't see me just point at you on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button there as well as we always do release the audio after every live show is complete. Next item up on the docket, you could be so kind. You can find it in your heart. You got a couple extra seconds to do so. Hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, but certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talk in the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you'll find the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew's social platforms, and our additional content so you can consume all of that. However... And whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, everybody in between joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Sorokin. Once again, thank you so much for choosing to stop by the Talking the Line podcast. Hang out with me and my partner for about the next hour, hour and a half or so. Get you some knowledge, insights, and analysis from every different angle. Now, I've mentioned my partner a few times. I mentioned the crew a few times. So, without further ado, it's time to bring in that man, the resident cheesehead himself and also the resident Southsider. You can see one of those rocked across his chest today if you are watching on YouTube. But that being said, you see where my heart lies. We're in the Windy City. I don't go across state lines. It's time to bear the fuck down you know where i'm coming baby you know what i'm doing i gotta get a little extra hype before i bring that cheese head in ladies and gentlemen the man the myth 
the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, it is Tuesday. I could not be much better out here. I mean, if you want to get hype on your bears here in uh, you know the first week of September, get it out of the way. You're gonna need all of this, uh, you know, this little action here because uh, you know the uh, the hype is going to slowly dwindle as the season goes along for you. So, be my guest, my friend. I'll uh, I'll save my excitement for come uh, you know January, December, January, the real football months of the year. So uh, yeah, that's where I'm at today. Subtle jabs yeah. from my co-host and partner, the great Riley Magnuson. Well, hey, welcome. Welcome into the show, partner. Good to have you here on my left, as always. Before we get things started, my guy, the uh, black elixir of the gods is flowing beautifully this morning. Cheers sure to is. you. Cheers to you, beautiful people out there. If you're sipping on your Joe, quick sip, and let's get on with it. Oh! Ooh, child, please. Okay, that's a good cup of Joe. I'm going to have to come back to that a couple more times here within the next few minutes. But before I do, loaded show coming at you. I know you saw the title. Tennessee Titans season preview. We got plenty to discuss. Lots of new things. Entirely new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. They still got Vrabes in there, so we got to talk about that. New offensive and defensive additions. Plenty to talk about there. We got a lot to get into with the schedule, so that'll be everything on the second segment of the day. We'll talk about everything betting-wise as far as the futures market, their weekly value. We are only two days away from the start of the NFL season, ladies and gentlemen. I am having a very very hard time containing my excitement. So if over the course of this show, I have subtle outbursts mm-hmm. from time to time, my apologies in advance. However, that all being said, once we get through all of the betting preview, we will dive into our best fantasy advice for segment of the day, start stash or pass. We actually had our fantasy league draft last dynasty. night that we always talk about on the show. We had our dynasty. We switched it to dynasty yesterday. And let me tell you, Sheesh. an electrifying sweat and cleanse of the season. I uh, had an opportunity to get my man, Justin Fields. Keep your crown over there. I doubt it. And, uh, Pulled a bonehead move, had two quarterbacks in my queue, and uh, ended up taking Baker Mayfield instead of Justin Fields. So I'll admit to it either way. Now everybody in the league knows hey. if you're watching that I fooked up. But hey, either way, you ain't here to hear about our dynasty league. Maybe a little later on in the show hey. when we might have some pointers on how we drafted because I do believe set up dynasty-wise, both me and you did very, very solidly. I think so, my man. So we'll have plenty of advice on that fourth and final segment of the day. And then, obviously, we got our mag sidebar. He's got to give us a little bit of Titans updates. Who knows what all he's got to dish out today. We'll have a little bit of banter and then some updates as far as the rest of the week. And then also wise words coming out tomorrow. Our new show, first episode, if you've seen it on Twitter, featuring the legendary Joe D'Amico. Cannot wait to bring this to you guys. You are absolutely going to love it. We had loads of laughs, got loads of knowledge, and everything in between. I'm telling you right now, it is nothing like any other interview show you've seen in this industry, and you are going to want to tune in. That is not just me hyping this up for no reason in particular. I keep watching it because I keep seeing things mm-hmm. that I missed the first time, and it is so much fun, and we can't wait to keep doing it. So, Wednesday, first episode dropping, but we'll talk about it at the end of the show. Yes, and then... Got my motivation minutes for you. If you are a fan of my motivation minutes at the end of every episode of the pod, you might have heard this one before. We're going to go a little bit quicker. I did this in the past and uh, went section by section by section. I'm bringing back my five Ps. Been a while since I talked about them, and uh, it's always nice to get a little bit of a reminder and a little fresh uh, perspective on them, if you will. So you need a little bit of extra inspiration, motivation, stick around for my motivation minutes into the show. No other gambling show on the market does it, ladies and gentlemen. So... That all being said, 
Let's make sure we're really on the same page. I know you saw the title, I know you saw everything, but let's get it up on the screen so we're all together. Ladies and gentlemen, NFL fans, everybody in between, today's team of the day is the Tennessee Titans. Loads to talk about. Please get your coffee ready. I hope you have your paper and pen on you as well because this is going to get very intense mm -hmm. and we are going to have lots of information. So get ready, strap in, and let's dive into the first segment of today's loaded Titans preview with the full team breakdown, my friends. Alrighty. So as always, we'll start offensively. We'll do uh, key losses, additions, 2020 numbers, give you some uh, overall outlooks and projections from us, and then courtesy of the guys over at SFA, what their real rankings are. Then we'll flip it over defensive side, talk about the coaching staff, and then we'll dive into the second segment of the day. So let's get things started here. Offensively, my friends, first things first, I kick it off with some offensive losses. Now, Alrighty. few uh, few names here to note. Sure is. But also a lot of names that, you, much like you said yesterday, with a team returning almost all of their starters, ah, some of these guys really don't matter. Right. Now, guys to note, Adam Humphreys and Corey Davis, both wide receivers, obviously Corey Davis being on the higher end of that spectrum, but two guys still that do uh, limit a little bit of the depth there in the wide receiver room, but obviously with one of the big additions in the offseason my partner will tell you about, I think they'll be just fine. They also let go Khalif Raymond, never really any big production, he showed flashes time to time, mm -hmm. but not a big name to write home about. Big name to write home about, Janu Smith. Right. And, uh, you know, I think he has plenty of success in New England. The jury's still out as to if it's actually going to be him or Hunter Henry who's getting the bulk of the workload. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, a little bit. It'll probably come up when we talk about the tight end because I do think there's still tight end value here with this offense. They also let Mecole Pruitt go tight end. Uh, Deontay Foreman, running back. I... I'm, I haven't actually ever heard of this guy. Uh, Sonoris Perry, I think that's how you say it. It's spelled like Senoris, but mm -hmm. I know that can't be right. So I'm going to say Sonoris Perry, running back. Dennis Kelly, right tackle. Isaiah Wilson, right tackle. Marshall Newhouse, left tackle. Mm -hmm. And kickers are people too, you asshole. Steven Goskowski, they let him walk. But right. They did bring somebody back in. So that all being said, partner, hit us with the key additions for the offense going into 2020. All righty. So I will say uh, you mentioned John U. Smith out of town. They uh, kept their tight end search in-house this year. They have no tight end additions that I'm about to tell you about. They did, however, make the big old splash in the offseason. Mr. Julio Jones coming in uh, via trade with the Atlanta Falcons. He is obviously going to be week one starter for the wide receiver room. Wide receiver, aside, too. Yes, sir, aside from A.J. Brown. They also brought in Josh Reynolds to fill some of the depth that my partner mentioned uh, that they lost from L.A. He's going to be pretty important depth piece for them because, uh, you know, with those losses that my partner mentioned, a little bit of a concern as far as their depth in this room. They did bring in Kendall Lamb at the left tackle position. And then out of the draft, they did all right. They went second-round offensive tackle Dylan Reduns, North Dakota State, and then more wide receivers. They actually cut their fourth-round pick, Des Fitzpatrick, out of Louisville. He is not on their depth chart right okay. now. But they did keep around six-round wide receiver Racy McMath out of LSU. So interesting. You never, if you're a fan of the hmm. Titans, you never like to see a fourth-round pick getting cut because that's basically just a giant virtual waste of a, uh, you know, borderline valuable pick there. But nonetheless, no Titans brought in. I'm a little, uh, you said there's some value. There might be. I'm a little concerned as far as the depth at that position. But uh they obviously uh, went pretty heavy on the offensive side of the ball with a couple big names here. So interesting additions here, I would say. Interesting to say the least. Yeah. And we have plenty to talk about when we give you our outlooks there. But 
Thank you, partner. Let's talk about some 2020 numbers before we dive into 2021 here. Now, we all know how high-powered this offense can be at mm-hmm. times, and they are ultra-efficient when they need to be. Average 6.1 yards per play last year. Uh, they rushed the ball on 50.28% of their plays, passed on 49.72% of their plays. Shouldn't be a surprise to you at all with King Henry on that roster. Completion percentage across the board, it was it would have all been Tannehill. He had no ever time he got injured, so 65.36 uh, across the board for him. Third down conversion rate was at a 45.36 clip, and then red zone scoring was at a 74.24 clip. So obviously that third down, you want to see that improve. A lot of teams that we've talked about, too, it's that early down running and they get themselves into issues. Right. But how can you not feed yeah, the rock? It is the Henry teams that have those stud receivers or yeah, running backs. Yeah. And how can you not? I right. mean, it, you'd be dumb not to continue to feed the rock to him. But that is kind of what plays into that little bit less than average sure. um, third down conversion rate there. But back to 2021 uh, projected starters here, starting with the offensive line. You got Kendall Lamb, Nate Davis, Ben Jones, Roger Saffold, and Taylor Lewan coming back after that ACL injury last year. Always, as I say, to the left, to the right, maybe uh, going for passes, maybe blocking. I'm actually pretty high on Anthony Ferkser here. I'll talk about him here in uh, just a little bit, but I really, really think that he has a uh, solid opportunity to fill the hole that uh, is Jonu Smith's departure. As far as the wide receivers go, they got the aforementioned A.J. Brown, Josh Reynolds. I was a big fan of Josh Reynolds in L.A., and I think he's a very solid slot piece for them, as well as my man. Got him as my wide receiver, too, on my fantasy team, Julio Jones. I think he does have a very good year because, hey, if defenses want to stack the box against the Titans, go right on ahead because they will rip the cover off of your entire team with either A.J. If you cover A.J., it's going to be Julio. If you cover Julio, it's going to be Josh. Right. All three of those guys have burners, but then um, you mentioned it. Uh, they have uh, Nate Westbrook and then they did cut Fitzpatrick um so Fitzpatrick's out of town but they also kept around Racy McMath so yeah they kept a handful of receivers interesting choice there but uh yeah crowded depth room but uh past Josh Reynolds I'm a little concerned yeah most definitely and then uh the aforementioned Derrick Henry RB1 and then Darrington Evans RB2 obviously don't have a boatload of depth behind him so you know, you never like to say this, but Derrick Henry has been very, 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 very healthy. And he's gotten north. He got like 1,400 touches in high school, for mm-hmm. crying out loud. And he's just continued to do so. I saw right. I saw a, a gif, not a gif, but just a picture of his high school stats yesterday. And I was just, oh, my gosh. Right. So he's carried that on into the NFL at some point in time. I think maybe we see a week or two here where he's got an ankle tweak right. or a knee tweak or something. I mean, they just workhorse him i mean more than average it's it's insane so i think we see something there and they might struggle in that department because they don't have very much depth at the running back room and then wrapping it up with quarterback ryan tana thrill you know the name and then they picked up logan woodside out of the draft and they also have matt barkley so uh kind of a mixed bag of what you think there as far as quarterback but i think Tannehill is very successful now I won't uh, go too much deeper into the offense because I have some kind of opinions once we get get into the coaching staff as what we might see. Okay. But, partner, anything I missed there, anything I left out as far as your outlooks for uh, offense here in 2021? Yeah, I would say the offensive line, uh, obviously the left side's looking pretty solid. Uh, there's just a little concern as far as the overall health and depth of this offensive line. If they suffer a few more injuries, they could be in some trouble. But overall, I think my biggest concern is really the depth behind these top three receivers. Uh, you know, I love these three receivers, no question about it i have aj brown on one of my other fantasy teams you got julio jones uh and if julio jones can stay healthy you know people will talk about his decline in atlanta it was really the health when he was out on the field it was no issue whatsoever he was still putting up numbers when he was out there 
So I, I, as long as they're healthy, I have a lot of optimism for this offense. Once again, I guess, uh, yeah, my biggest concerns are really the health. Uh, you mentioned Derrick Henry. I am not going to call for an injury, but 1500 yard season, 2000 yard season with no issues. Something could to think see, about. Yeah, could see Something some regression. I mean, he could still have an amazing season, and we're still talking about some steep regression here. So, overall, I've got a lot of optimism, but, uh, you know, there's still a little uh, attentiveness coming from me here. One final thing I will add before we kick it over to the defensive side of the ball. I'm glad you mentioned Julio there in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. When he did produce, the best year he, that he produced was in 2016. And this is actually courtesy of Warren Sharp. This okay. man does some of the best shit yeah. on the planet. Right. But that was the only time that the Falcons had an elite running game yep every other year the running game was subpar right right what do the titans have they've got a pretty damn good uh they got a pretty damn good running back here so i think julio jones is just gonna be just fine i don't know how much longer he stays in the league i think at least two three four years maybe a little bit more he is getting miles on the tire the injuries are definitely a concern but man i'm back on julio he's Mm -hmm. finally got an offense that i think can utilize him to his potential so that does it Oh, actually, key rankings, courtesy of that aforementioned guy, go. our guys over at SFA, Sharp Football Analysis. Quarterback room comes in ranked right at the 10th unit in the league. Offensive line, obviously, a lot of that depth playing into this ranking, 19th in the league. Running back, 6th in the league. Uh, that might obviously seem a little bit higher than you were expecting, but uh, no depth whatsoever. No depth, yeah. I just talked about it there. And then uh, receivers, 6th in the league. I think that they can definitely crack the top yep. 3. The more, mm-hmm. the more I look at it, I just see this team be, being very, very successful but new oc todd downing has to do things and has to be uh has to improve upon a few things but we'll talk about that in just a second moving on into the defensive side of the ball my friends those are all the key rankings courtesies of fsa sfa uh partner if you could be so kind kick things off here defensively with the louses Alrighty, so there are a handful of guys that you will know obviously they've still got some solid guys on this defense but i'll kick it off here with addery jackson played only three games last year but he did spend four seasons with titans was a former first round pick uh so he's out of town daquan jones played 16 games spent seven seasons in tennessee he is also out of town desmond king actually the uh the titans traded for him mid-season only played nine games, and then uh, they let him walk after that season. Jadavian Clowney, kind of a mercenary these days. They had him for eight games last year. Now he is out of town once again as well. Malcolm Butler, 16 games. A little bit disappointing uh, stretch he had there after what he did in New England. He's out of town. Darren Bates, linebacker, 13 games. Jack Crawford, interior defensive line. Uh, Kenny Vaccaro is the other name that you'll probably recognize. Played 13 games, three seasons here in Tennessee. He's actually still a free agent, so if uh, you know things are going uh, poorly for the secondary, maybe they uh, drag Kenny Vaccaro off the street and fit him in if he knows the system well. And then Will Compton's the other guy, 12 games at linebacker, another depth position there. So a lot of depth guys here, a lot of guys that you will know, but we're kind of declining on their careers here, partner. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't think you could have said that any better. Right. Definitely the guys that are, hey, wh- why are they letting them go? But right. kind of back towards the end here. And hey, you guys might have saw me looking around there. Bit of a word of advice. I, I forgot my pen. So here after Jeez. I get through some rankings and stuff and we get through uh, the Jeez. defense, I'm going to have to grab my pen. Now, word of advice. Wise man once told me you always carry two pens on you every single day, every single moment of the day. You want to know why? One for me to sign and one for you. Never have but you to lost both of them. You but didn't I bring lost so. both of them, and I am <laughs> fucking up right now. But you got the words of advice. I'll have two pens in a minute. Let's get into the 2020 stats, my friend. Uh, let's take a look here as far as the defense. Oh, I'm sorry, the key additions. We got to talk about the key additions before go. we do so. 
They did add a few guys to backfill these positions. Uh, Bud Dupree, edge rusher. Mm -hmm. Danico Autry, edge rusher as well. Brought in Janoris Jenkins uh, from the Giants. He uh, had an all right year last year, but I think uh, he definitely brings that veteran presence. They needed that in this secondary. Kevin Johnson, defensive back as well. Matthias Farley, safety. BJ Bello, linebacker. And then Chris Jones, another defensive back. So overall, pretty solid haul, but it's still kind of juries out what exactly are we going to see from these guys, mainly Bud Dupree coming yeah. off of that injury last right. year. He looked really, really damn good, but how well is he going to be? I'm what a little concerned that it's kind of the same story as far as what I just said, these losses, guys that you may know, but as they get through their career here in Tennessee, mm-hmm. it might be kind of on the downhill of these yeah. career. I still have some optimism for Bud Dupree, but a little Most worried definitely. it's the same story here. Most deft. And then uh, in the draft, they got six guys in general. Uh, Caleb Farley, defensive back out of Virginia Tech. Looks yep. like he is going to uh, get an immediate starting role here. Monty Rice, linebacker out of Georgia. Elijah Molden, defensive back out of Washington. Rashad Weaver, defensive end out of Pittsburgh. Brady Breeze, safety out of Oregon. And then they also got Naquan Jones, undrafted free agent. So a little bit of uh, solid pieces there. You know, with some of the blunders we've seen from the Titans over the course of the last few years, yeah. it's hard to really tell you accurately how good this draft haul is. Sure. I think a lot of these guys have the potential to be solid depth additions and then maybe even get the starting roles. Maybe Caleb Farley earlier rather than later, but the yep. rest of the guys sometime middle of the season, who really knows? Maybe we don't even see him on the right. field. Right, right. That all being said, that is the key additions defensively here for the Tennessee Titans. Let's talk about those key 2020 numbers I just mentioned before we dive into the overall outlook for 2021. Now, the Tennessee Titans on defense were not good at all last year. No, they were not. We all know that. Uh, We saw it time and time again. They allowed opponents to average 5.9 yards per play. Opponent completion percent was at 67.28%. Their opponents converted in the red zone at a 67.65 clip, and they converted on third down at a 51.98 clip. So, Obviously, that red zone scoring is brutal. The third down, not terrible. Obviously, anything above 50%, you don't really like to see. But either way, uh, they definitely were worse than subpar last year, and uh, they are going to have to make some serious strides. And if they don't make any strides at all this year, it's going to be another disappointing season for the Titans and Titans fans everywhere, in my opinion. I hate to say it. Yeah. I can't add too much else there, man. I am a little worried about this secondary most of all. I mean, Kevin Biard is the one guy that I have the most confidence in oh, on this you're entire defense. To... Oh. Sorry, go ahead. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what you were kicking were me for. Out. No, I, I had just finished 2020 stats over there. So getting into the projected 2021 lineups real quick. Uh, yeah, the aftermentioned Kevin Biard, uh, deep safety, Amani Hooker, strong safety. Then the rest of the secondary, the aforementioned Caleb Farley, Janoris Jenkins, and Christian Fulton. Christian Fulton was actually really doggone good and flew under the radar because he wasn't on the field very much last year mm-hmm. i think we see a huge year from him as far as the front seven goes they got harold landry jeffrey simmons naquan jones and then bud dupree jury's kind of still out how much we see from that uh offensive line and the front seven what type of pressure can they generate they got Jayon brown behind them and then rashawn evans the two linebackers rounding out the front seven so another major to write home about those linebackers i think overall this defense Still kind of continues to struggle. I Like you said, partner, there's some of the guys that, uh, you know, their names, but I think they're going to be on their way out sooner mm-hmm. rather than later. And do we really see that production from them in 2021? Yeah, I mean, to couple what I was it. already saying there, <laughs> the only thing I had to add is that I think Bud Dupree should help. 
Um, but like kind of what you were saying, I don't know if he gets back to what his full potential is. Even if he's 89-80%, he should help this pass rush. I still just don't think they have enough depth as far as pass rushers are concerned, and it's not going to cover up these holes that the secondary is going to create. I mean, if Caleb Farley comes in and he's a defensive player, the or rookie, defensive rookie of the year candidate, I think the ceiling goes a little higher. I'm definitely not expecting that. I think he's going to struggle in his first season. But, you know, his ceiling, if he reaches his full potential here, the ceiling definitely goes up a little bit is what I'm thinking here. Most def. I think this secondary does have that higher ceiling yeah. now with uh, obviously the addition of Janoris Jenkins, too. They needed a strong veteran presence. Yeah. I mean, they had a few veteran presences in the past, but I just don't think they were what right. they needed. And I, I think potentially Janoris is that guy. So... Jury's obviously still out on the defense, but uh, that's our thoughts and opinions overall. How about the guys over at SFA, Barter? Front seven. Not great. Yikes. Uh, ranked as the 25th unit in the league, and the secondary comes in ranked as the 23rd unit in the yep. league. Obviously, you get those numbers. Plenty of room for improvement. Yeah. But not good either way. I would personally flip those a little bit, but regardless, it ain't good. Regardless, not good <laughs> whatsoever. So there you go. That is the defensive side of the ball. Let's wrap up this team breakdown with the entire coaching staff. You got head coach now returning for his fourth season for the Tennessee Titans, Mike Rabel. Now, he was hired to fix the defensive issues there in uh, Tennessee, and so far, that has not happened. So hopefully, he can get that rock and rolling here this year with the help of new defensive coordinator, Shane Bowen. He uh, was actually with uh, the he was with the Titans yep. last year. He was their outside linebacker coach taking a peep at your notes over there seeing that yes, sir. and then they actually also <laughs> promoted Todd Downing uh the previous tight end coach now he is the offensive coordinator right. as well I mentioned just a little while ago I'm a little concerned about this because Arthur Smith was the offensive mastermind sure. in Tennessee Dean Pease obviously retired and then kind of things went downhill and now Dean Pease rejoins Arthur Smith in Atlanta right so that's a little bit concerning there uh, you know Obviously, with Todd Downing and Bull Shane Bowen knowing the entire system, everything on that end of the spectrum, it definitely helps. But they cannot afford to sputter at all. I've already right. said it. On defense, if they do on defense, it is bad, 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 bad news. And then if they sputter at all on offense, which I don't envision seeing... But it's going to put a shitload of pressure on the offense if they cannot get it done defensively. Yeah, I mean, you have to imagine these guys are at least Todd Downing. Shane Bowen can certainly change up whatever he wants, and it might be a benefit. As far as Todd Downing, you have to imagine they hired him to kind of pick off where pick up where Arthur Smith left off. And if yeah. he doesn't, unless he's got some other tricks up his Yeah, <laughs> exactly. If he doesn't have any other tricks up his sleeve, then yeah, this offense might struggle a little bit because Arthur Smith really... Uh, elevated Ryan Tannehill's career and put him back fully supplanted him back on the NFL map so hopefully uh, Todd Downing can pick up right where he left Most off steps. speaking of revolutions revolutions Tutski uh, shout out Sebastian Luck at Chill Figure Music for uh, what has been decided kind of our official intro song now. It uh, kind of has stuck. Stratonites is the name of that. If you didn't know, if you're not a fan of Wolf Wall Street, haven't seen it, but I highly doubt if you haven't heard that. So yeah. we absolutely <laughs> love it. We think it fit perfectly. So every morning you will be getting to just absolutely lose your mind yeah. on some Stratonites. A big shout out to Sebastian Luck Music for that intro. My friend will keep it for the time being. All right. Let's move it right along. That is the entire team breakdown, my friends. Offensive, defensive, and coaching staff. It's time for second segment of the day. The entire schedule breakdown. We are just clipping right along here, my friend. Time to uh, continue that and let the train steam on down the tracks. Without further ado, 
Let's get into it. First things first, uh, just so you guys all know, if you haven't seen, you haven't drafted your fantasy teams yet, don't know why you haven't, holy shit, you better get after it. Week 13 is the Titans bye week. Now, we will skip going week by week, opponent by opponent, if you are not familiar, if you just knew stopping by the TTL pod. Uh, what we'll do, let's give you our full predictions. We'll go by division. There are eight main non-divisional and then the remaining three. And then uh, that generally kind of tends to segue us right into the season win total and the sure. entire betting preview. So let's rock and roll. Actually, partner, here's how I'm going to do it. Because okay. I need that pen for this segment. Okay. Because if I don't have that pen for this segment, I am going to have to do a lot of numbers No sweat. I got some thoughts on the and first. And you already know how my math is on the show. Yeah. So that all being said, we know they're in the AFC South. That's where we're going to start. Partner, give me your predictions for the Tennessee Titans in the division this year. All righty, AFC South. So obviously there's a couple of uh, couple of teams in this division that you could probably chalk up at least four wins for these top two teams, you have to imagine. And I'm going to do just that. They did have trouble with the Jaguars last year in one of the games. Uh, and they had trouble with the Texans, obviously, in both games. But that's with Deshaun Watson. Without Deshaun Watson, they should not have any struggles with those Texans. So I'm giving them a crisp two wins against the Texans. I'll give them two wins against the Jags. I could see the game in Week 5 at Jacksonville being a tough one. But I'll give them two wins there in the within the division. And then it comes down to the Colts, uh, what everyone believes to be. The two teams that are going to be neck and neck for this division. And I give, I'm actually on the fence of a split and a sweep of these Colts. I'm going to go with the split. I'm going to go five and one in this division. Uh, last year, they did exactly that. They split. And one of them, you will, if you're looking back and you don't remember the game, you'll see that, uh, you'll see that the Colts won 34 17. You say, ah, oh, they kicked their ass. But if you, I actually remember that game and I remember it being much, much closer than that, that score will lead you on to uh, believe. And the Titans shot themselves in the foot a couple times, and it really, really choked that game. And not only choked the game, but lost by 17. So that's kind of why I'm a little more on the fence. I kind of like this matchup for the Titans. But nonetheless, I, in Week 8, it is in Indy, and I will give that one to the Colts. Week 3, I think the Colts will still be dealing with some issues. So I'll give that one to the Titans. But wrapping that up, I've got 5-1 and one out, of the, out of the division here for the Titans. 5-1 and one out of the division. You know, I would not have to uh, disagree with you at all. Pretty much echo every single thing you said. No problem handling the Texans. Right. No problem handling the Jags. Maybe one of those games, maybe the game in Jacksonville. Yeah, is a that's kind of what I was thinking too. It is a three-day disadvantage of rest. It might be a little interesting, yeah. but I think for their chances to win the division, which I would have them winning this division. We'll yeah. talk about it more in the betting preview, but they're going to have to get that done. And then I do think that they split with the Colts. For some reason, the books are loving the Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium this year, and I think there's something to look into there. Yeah. So we'll talk about yeah. it. We'll talk about it some more on the betting preview. But uh, same for me. I'm going 5-1 and one in the AFC South as well. Yeah, I think they have to at least have five because of what we're about to talk about with the rest <laughs> of their schedule. You better believe it, my friend. So... First four of their eight main non-divisional games come out of the AFC East. Partner, I'll let you kick it off one more time. What are you feeling? All right, this one's a little tricky. I will give them the quick win over the Jets. I'll give them the win over the Dolphins. I think I just like that matchup for the Titans. Um, so I'll give them the win there. That one is in Week 17 in Tennessee. If it was in Miami, I'd probably be a little different, but they got a nice four-day advantage there. So I'll give them those two wins. I got to give them the loss to Buffalo. That is a Week 6 Monday night game. It is in Tennessee, but I think this Buffalo pass offense is the wrong matchup for this Tennessee defense. I think the Bills could put up at least 30, if not not 40 in that game so give me the bills there 
And then I got to go with the split because this one against the Patriots is week 12 in New England with the three-day disadvantage. I'm a little more on the fence of that one, but I, overall, I think uh, old Bill Belichick pulls one out over Mike Vrabel. A little rivalry between coaches there. So give me two and two out of the AFC East, partner. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you once again. I was trying to find another angle or somewhere else that I could go. Yeah. Um, I do think Bill gets the win in week 12. Uh, the Titans come in with a three three-day rest disadvantage that's right before their bye week yep. so could very easily uh, not be prepared as they need to be especially playing the Jags in week 14 after their bye on a seven-day rest advantage mm -hmm. so I think they get that win there and then I too think that the uh, Bills in primetime are just unbeatable at this point uh, what keeps flashing in my head is that image of Stefan Diggs after they lost uh, the a AFC division game, their mm -hmm. division game. Right. And he stands right at the edge of the field and watches all the celebration. Yeah. And he just, you, he captioned it, using it all as fuel. Yeah. And that mentality is what I think the Buffalo Bills team is about this year. And I think they're going to be absolutely sick. So I will give them that win as well. And then, yeah, I think the Jets will be pretty damn easy. And, you know, if the game was in Miami, much like you, mm -hmm. I would give the Dolphins that one. But the Titans do also have a four-game rest advantage yep. there. Yep. So I'm going to give them two and two as well out of the AFC East. Okay. Next four, my friends, they have Yikesy Kapikesy. Uh Actually, if you haven't checked it out, uh, we have actually a future play. Yep. From the legendary Joe D'Amico. He was kind enough after we recorded uh, episode one that airs tomorrow yep. after the live show is over. Uh, he was kind enough to give us a couple extra bets. We cashed Cincinnati minus 22 and a half with sure him over did. the weekend. And he gave us two future plays. One out of the NFC West and one out of the NFC East. Mm -hmm. Very, very hyped on both of those. Actually, the NFC West one is live on our website right now. You can see it in the featured content section of the homepage. So make sure you go check that out as well. But as far as the NFC West goes, that is the remaining eight there for these guys. I think it's going to be one hell of a sled. I think it's going to be one hell of a uh, one hell of a shot here if they have any chance of even splitting. Um Let's start things off easy. Let's start things off with the Cardinals. I think that's going to be one of the easier matchups for them. That is their week one game. Uh, it is in Tennessee. The Cardinals are incredible against the number on the road, and I am very concerned as to what this defense can do against Kyler Murray and all the pieces that they've brought in wide receiver-wise. I think Rondell Moore might sneakily have a 100-yard game. Okay. And nobody might even okay. think about it. So I got to give that one to the Cardinals. Just even though it is in Tennessee, I have to give it to the Cardinals. I just think Kingsbury and, and Murray are going to be dangerous on the road. The Rams, I got to I gotta give it to the Rams. Uh -huh. It is on the road in L.A. It's a Sunday night football game. Primetime Matty Stafford's finally getting some real good primetime mm -hmm. games. Now he doesn't only get the opportunity to play on fucking Thanksgiving. So <laughs> I think he's going to dominate in that game on Sunday night football. So 0-2 for me so far. Then I'd move into the C-Squawks. Um, 
Week two. I think that's going to be pretty damn rough as well. At that's Seattle. in Seattle. That's the 12th, man. Give me the squawks in that one. And then wrapping it up with <laughs> the 49ers. Call, when do we call them the squawks? I don't know. It's my I like new, it. It's my new I like thing. It. How about that? Hey, you know, somebody mentioned to me uh, when we're on the show, I just come up with all these See words squawks. and all this stuff. So I just, hey, I'm just going to keep doing I like it. That it's, one. it's me. It's <laughs> that's me. One I just make up words. I like that one. So uh, then the 49ers, uh, Shiitake Mushrooms. So that's another primetime game. Thursday night football. They play some of their hardest games in primetime. Sure Shit. do. Thursday night football, week 16 at home. Boy, oh boy, I think that's going to matter a lot for the 49ers mm-hmm. and their chances in their own damn division. So, wow. Sorry, Titans fans. I'm going 0-4 in the NFC West. Wowzer. I am singing similar tunes here. Not only is this brutal that they have to play this division, these are just bad matchups for them, at least three of them. I, like you, partner, I'm giving the Cardinals the week one win and the Seahawks in week two. I mean, we've seen this Titans team. Obviously, their record-wise, they started off nicely last year. But first three weeks of the season, not only last year, but the last few years, they start off slow. And like I said, you can look at their record and tell me I'm crazy. But they only beat the Denver Broncos by two points last year. A bad Denver Broncos team last year. Speaking of, we got to talk about the Denver Broncos at the end of the show. Sure do. Uh, week two, they only beat the Jacksonville Jaguars by three in Tennessee. And they beat the mediocre Minnesota Vikings by one in week three. So I think we're going to see a slower start once again this year, whether it's defensively or offensively. And I'm going to give... And not only that, I think these two teams are just a bad matchup for them, especially if they let Russell Wilson cook in that game. He is going to torch this defense. If they, for some ungodly reason, don't decide to do that, then I would give the Titans that win, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we got two wins from the Cardinals and Seahawks, and much like you, I won't waste too much more time on the Rams. I give the Rams that one, but I will give them the win over the 49ers here in Week 16. I think... Jimmy G is not the guy to carve up this Titans defense. How do you know it's not Trey Lance? That's okay. That's fair. But I'm still going to give the Titans this one because contrary to what I was saying about starting slow, this Titans defense or this Titans offense and team does finish very well. And that one is in Nashville in week 16. And Derek Henry later in the second half of these seasons has been, uh, King Henry, Tractor Cito, whichever one you want to call him, he has been every bit of that. And I think we see that again here. So I'm giving them that Week 16 game. You said it's big for the Niners. I think it's going to be just as big for the Titans. That's going to be a massive game for both teams. And I think the Titans get that one. So give me one and three. One and three. All right. So one and four for me, one and three from you. Remaining three for the Titans before we give you our full predictions, Steelers, Chiefs, and Saints. Man. It is not an easy sled here for the Titans if you are uh, keeping up here and deducting as we're going along. The Steelers game is going to be tough. Now, that game is in Pittsburgh, the old Steel City. Pittsburgh, baby. Um, Boy, oh boy, the Titans are coming in as underdogs, too. We'll talk about that in the betting preview. But I... (laughs) Steelers got that game last year, 27-24, week 7. I got to give it to the Steelers. The Titans also have a three-game rest disadvantage. So I got to give it to the Steelers. I think it's going to be crazy. Both of those teams, you know how they closed out the end of the season. So... It's going to be a cluster. Um, the Chiefs, no, thank you. I do not think mm, in nope. Week 7 that they're going to have any chance, even if that game is in Tennessee. I see no regression from the Chiefs and the Saints. The Saints is going to be very, very interesting. That game is in Tennessee, so I'll give it to the Titans, but I think we could see 400 yards from both Tannehill and Squinston, okay. and I think it could be an absolute shootout in half. So I'll, I'll give them... 
one and two. Okay, I'll save some save some time because I am right aligned with you with you on these three. Uh, this, like I said, Steelers got them last year in Tennessee. This one is in Pittsburgh on a three day disadvantage of rest for the Titans. And that one, I'm out on the fence on that one. I could see uh, the Steelers' offense. If they're as mediocre as I think they might be, then maybe the Titans get that one. But I'll save some time, and overall, I'll say they get the one win over the Saints out of these three for a one and two stretch. <laughs> like, I don't fucking get it, Mags. I don't fucking get it. All right. As always, if you are riding with me, <laughs> Eight and nine overall right, record. Right? You're riding with Mags. You get one extra win in the NFC West. You go nine and eight. <laughs> See, here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. And I think that's why we took up this career. Sure. And I think that's why we enjoy sports betting so damn much. Because the Titans' current season win total is set at nine wins. Nine games. And it opened up at nine and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's lost the hook. We're both under it. Mags is right on it. Uh, we got a lot to talk about yep. when it gets to the season preview. <laughs> yeah, we do. As fucking yeah, always, because when I tell you the odds, you're going to be like, what the shit do I even do? So we have plenty to discuss there. But for now, eight and nine from me, nine and eight from Mags. <laughs> Sheesh. Unbelievable. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, one final pit stop before we move into the real reason you guys come here. We know you guys like to get all the information with the offense and defense and coaching staff. Get up to date, but hogwash. You don't really even care about the schedule. We'll see what the hell happens. What you care about at the end of the day is cashing damn tickets. And you come to the TTL pod on the regular for nothing but stone cold locks and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew. But coming up right now, we have an entire season betting preview. So running tickets to the window all season long on the Tennessee Titans is what we're about to school you up with. So for the third segment of the day, my friends, moving right along, keeping the proverbial podcast train steaming down the tracks, it is the full betting preview. All right, my friends, as always, we'll kick things off with uh, going back to the past, talk mm-hmm. about some 2020 numerals. We'll talk about uh, a little bit of their average line, some shit like that. And then uh, we'll come back to the future, only short two days away, five days away when the Titans actually do play. However, we'll come back. We'll talk about all the weekly lines. We'll give you a way too early week one pick, even though it's not even nah, way too early way too anymore. Early, baby. That's just what it was dubbed when we started these things. And then we'll talk about some future value as well, because there is plenty of it on this team. But right now, back to 2020, they had an average line, their spread of 2.4. They were 2.4 point favorites. They were minus 2.4. In 2021, it has dropped down two whole points. They are now only favored on average by 0.4 points. So something to think about there. Only favored in eight games and underdogs in nine games. So maybe the books do know a little something that we don't know, or maybe me and my partner are right on target here. As far as 2020 goes against the number, they had a 7-8 and eight ATS record to accompany their 11-5 and five straight up record. Good teams win, great teams cover. As a favorite, they were 4-5 and five ATS, and as a dog, they were 3-3 three and three ATS. At home, 4-4 four and four against the number with a 5-3 and three straight up record. As a home favorite, they were 3-2, and two, and as a home dog, they were 1-2 against the number. 
on the road they were three and four ats with a six and two straight up number on the road as a favorite they were one and three ats and as a road dog they were two and one so i repeat for those of you who didn't hear it over there in the back good teams win great teams cover mm-hmm. and i think we see some issues again from the tennessee yep. titans covering some numbers here again this year we saw they won the games, sure. but it was a field goal, one-point win, two-point win. Sure. And I think they repeat that again this year, yep. but we'll talk about it here in just a second. As far as game totals go, they had an average total of 50.8 in 2020. It is now ticked down in 2021 to 49.1, so mm. nothing drastic, but just a little bit. In 2020, they held an over-under record overall of 10-3. and three. They were 6-1 and one to the over at home and 4-2 and two to the over on the road. As a favorite and as an underdog, I included playoffs in here to give you a little bit more because I think these are definitely an area where you can target. They were 5-1 and one to the over as a favorite and 7-3-1 and one to the over as a dog. So a little bit of extra backing there, including the playoff games as well. That does it for game totals. Last but certainly not least, I've already been looking at them for this upcoming week. I've seen a lot of other handicappers I respect in the industry looking at them for this upcoming week. There's some key numbers all up and down Thursday, Sunday, and Monday slate. What am I talking about? Building one of those good old-fashioned teasers, baby. Tennessee Titans in 6, 7, and 10-point teasers, respectively, in 2020. 12 and 4, 12 and 4, and 12 and 3. So definitely worth an ad from time to time, but uh, you're going to want to be very safe and get them through at least four key numbers, sure. if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. So a little something to think about there, but definitely worth an ad from time to time. I may or may not already have a little four-legger cooking up. Teaser? That I might, oh, okay. that I might have a little five-legger. Uh, we'll right. see where I'm leaning, but I'm already cooking. I'm already whipping it, flipping it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already points? on it. Uh, it's a loser now. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. <laughs> okay. No, hey, don't you, don't you put that out in this world. It wasn't out in this world until you, you did you that. You did that. No, no, you did n- that. N- whipping it, flipping it, you yep. did nothing to do that, that but that you put... It. That was it. Drop it in the comments. Who who brought the bad juju there? Not me. Not me, pal. All right, moving it right along. Into, or back into the future, 2021. Short two days away from the start. Short five days away from until we see these Titans actually play Ooh. on the field. Ooh in Tennessee at the Nissan Stadium. That's right. I'm schooled up. I'm ready to go for this season, ladies and gentlemen. That all being said, let's dive into the week-by-week lines, some of the key numbers, key spreads we're looking at, and uh, maybe some things jumping out at us early here. All right. Uh, This one has ticked up, sure enough. Uh, Week one, the aforementioned game against the Cardinals in Tennessee. They are coming in as three-point favorites. It opened up as two-and-a-half-point favorites in favor of Tennessee. So something to think about there. Week two, they go to Seattle to pay the 12th man as... Mm -hmm. Four-and-a-half. Four-and-a-half-point dogs. They actually opened up as three-and-a-half-point dogs. So something to think about there. Maybe our Seattle prediction is right and they run away with it. They are a point dog at home in week three against the Colts. Then they go back on the road against the Jets, but they are laying a field goal to them. Then they go to Jacksonville the following week in five, and they're laying two and a half Hmm. to the Jags. They're getting only two and a half against the Bills Hmm. in week six at home. So something to think about there. I think a very, very solid play on the Bills there with that weak, weak pass defense in Tennessee. Week seven. They're getting only four and a half points against the Kansas City Chiefs. It is in Tennessee, but again, something to think about there. Their next game against the Colts is in Lucas Oil Stadium. They are getting a field goal and a half against the Colts that week. Week nine, 
They're getting five and a half points against the Rams in LA. Week 10, laying two and a half against the Saints at home. 12, they are actually underdogs against the Patriots in New England, yep. only by a point, though. Week 14, after their bye in 13, week 14, they are three-point dogs to the Steelers. We talked about that. Uh, I briefly mentioned that when we were in the schedule breakdown. That one is in Pittsburgh. And then week 16, they uh, come back home to play the 49ers, but are getting two points in that game. Laying three points at home to welcome the Dolphins for their second matchup, or for their first matchup, I'm sorry. Uh, three-point favorites there in week 17. And then week 18, they welcome in the Houston Texans. Texans to close or go to Houston uh, to close out the season as six point favorites. So overall, I am very, very interested in fading the mess out of the Tennessee yeah, Titans. Man. I'm not saying that they have a bad season. No. I think they, well, shit, if they go nine and eight, eight and nine. I think they might have a bad season. Yeah. I said they go eight and nine, so maybe they do. I think they might have an ATS number that matches that. Yeah. Um, I'm not buying the two and a half against Buffalo. I I will eat the chalk with Buffalo there. I'm not really buying the three and a half with Indy. I'm I'm man and and man, it might even swing me over if Indy gets both of those games. I know it's lofty. I know it's crazy, but crying out loud, the numbers on those games just. That's a little underdogs in both games. That's a little something for me right. to think about. If Carson Wentz is half healthy. And happy too. Uh, he could definitely, uh, he could definitely gash yeah. that team. So, those are some things jumping off the board. I know I pulled a couple out there, but man, I think we're going to be really profitable, profitable fading the Tennessee Titans here in 2021. Yeah, I think there's a few spots. I mean, you look back to last year. I mean, I don't think this team is going to be that much different from last year. The thing is, is that they just have so many more games where it's bad matchups for them and tougher teams. These teams against some of the Jets, Jags, Texans, I think they could cover anything under a touchdown spread because there are some games on their schedule last year against some bad teams, especially later in the season where they absolutely beat the pants off of them. But then there's some games where they're still giving up, you know, whether they win or lose, they're giving up 30, 40 points easy. So like you, partner, those games against the high-powered pass defenses, there is no chance I'm back in the Titans. In many cases, like if that Bills and Chiefs line stays right where they are, if you're back in the Titans, you're back in them to put up at least 35 points. And maybe they can do that, but I'm not going to put my money right there on that one. No, and uh, actually kind of a segue there into some of the game totals. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be the more valuable play. Obviously, the value the value we want to talk about is on the Titans, not fading them in sure. general. So I think they're going to be also an over team again this year. I mean, the cards don't lie, 10-3 and three overall last year. So I think they're going to repeat that. They have pretty damn perfect game totals to mm -hmm. carry on that trend. I mean, a boatload of 49 and a halfs, a boatload of 50s and 51s. And then even a few that are 47, 46 and a half against good defenses, sure. but I think still have the game script of being shootouts even with those defenses. Sure. So I think they're going to be an over team once again. I think there's a lot of value in that department as well. Yeah, most definitely. I, sure. you know, first couple of weeks, I'm interested in the over for sure. Oh, absolutely. Especially in Tennessee against Arizona. Yeah. And what Kingsbury <laughs> yeah. and those Cardinals right. do on the road. 100%. Yeah, I think that over 51 is going to be extremely valuable. All right, so there does it for week by week. Uh, some things that we're kind of pulling out now before we move right along, partner. Way too early. It's actually not anymore way too early because it's coming up in five short days, but the season starts in two days. I'm thinking about trying to be an auctioneer, so I'm working on my fast speaking right <laughs> Ooh, now. It's working before nicely. You do, here we go. First match up we are discussing here today. We are going back to the lovely Nissan Stadium, the home of the Tennessee Titans. They welcome in the Arizona Cardinals, and they are laying 
three points to those Cardinals. Are you buying that field goal and saying the Titans start hot? Or are you riding the hot hand and trend of the Arizona Cardinals and saying they continue on their ATS streak on the road and give me those three points and maybe even a sprinkle on the money line? Shoot. I'm going with the Cardinals, my man. I have actually already locked this one in this morning. I uh, got a little plus three action right around minus 120. I am taking that action. I will... I'm not sure if I'll be uh, sprinkling on the money line. I like the three-point cushion. I just don't see any way that this Cardinals def- or this Cardinals offense doesn't move the ball in this Titans uh, defense. I can see the Titans. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, so that f- that's kind of why I'm sticking with the plus three because yeah. it wouldn't shock me if the Titans won by a field goal late in a 38-35 type game. I believe I will be hammering that over, as we mentioned as well. It is at 52.5. It's ticked up a point and a half there, but... Get it in early, kid. I very well think that both of these teams are going to put up 30, if not 31, 28 type stuff here. I agree with you on both picks. Uh, I love Kings. I mean, I've said it 50 times on the show already. I love Kingsbury yeah. against the number on the road. I will definitely have some key stats and stuff because that might even be one of my best bets for Friday's show. Uh, I'm going to look into it, but I also do love the sure. over here. I think both teams have no problem getting to 28-30 and this one go over easily. Yeah, I mean, playing devil's advocate, maybe there's a home field advantage that we're not considering, but with this Titans defense, I really don't think it's going to matter in this one. Fooey. I, I don't think, think so I don't either. think so, at least in this one. At least in this one for sure. So there you go, week by week, and then our way too early. But actually not way too early anymore. Not at all. Week one pick. All right. Now it's time to get into it. We're revisiting the aforementioned season win total for the Tennessee Titans. That is currently set at nine wins. Opened up at nine and a half. It's lost the hook. If you're with me, we are at eight and nine to remind you. And if you're with Mags, you're at nine and eight. So either way... No winner, winner, chicken dinner if they get the wins Mag is Mag said, but potentially winner, winner, chicken dinner if they get what I said. But am I comfortable enough to hammer in an under nine when the line is at plus 140 and the over is at minus 165? General deduction in my knowledge of future markets, when there is an over, And two guys, two solid analysts, I would have to say so myself, scratch out right at a win total or below tends to probably be that's right where it's going to be. And if you want to eat that minus 165 chalk to go over, be my guest. But I do believe that that push might be exactly right. And I think that that San Francisco 49ers game is going to be the deciding factor. Okay. That week 17 matchup, 16. 16 matchup, I think that's going to be the deciding factor. So there's a, there's you a heard handful it here of first. toss-ups, man. I, for real, you heard it here first. I think this push is right at nine. I think so, too. No chance I'm hammering anything in here. Uh, because, like I said, I think this is going to look like a very similar team to what we saw last year. It's just a lot of these matchups now this year. I mean, they cleaned up NFC North 3-1 and one last year. Now you swap that in with the NFC West. Uh, a better division top to bottom and worse matchups for this team. So I am, uh, yeah, I'm staying away, man. I think they're going to go 9-8 and eight here. I agree. So big stay away from the TTL crew on the Titans season win total. How about making or missing the playoffs? Yes, to make the playoffs is at minus 160. No is at plus 130. I'm not going to be betting on them to miss the playoffs no. just because it's plus money because I think even with those nine wins, they're still going to win the division and they're still going to do it. I think so they might do it. I think they make the playoffs even though by NFL standards and what 
you would expect to see, and probably by their standards last year at 11-5 and five straight up. I think it's going to be kind of a piss-poor season for them, but they're going to squeak into the playoffs, yeah. and they might have an opportunity to get something done when they turn on that playoff electricity. So Yeah, I don't see value here. Like you said, I think this might be the one division in all of football that doesn't have a double-digit does, doesn't have a double digit, uh, division champion here. I think nine wins gets this one. Most def, most def. Uh, so moving right along, uh, speaking of the division and a little bit of conference in Super Bowl 56 this year, Titans are the odds on favorite to win the AFC South, and it is at favorite money, minus 110. So, you know, I never like to hammer in any type of chalk on a future bet, but if I were to hammer in any type of chalk, this probably has the most value. Okay. There's no way in shit that the Texans do anything in the AFC no. South. I'm sorry, Zach. But the Jags are going to struggle like a motherfucker from the second quarter on of every one of their games. <laughs> yeah. Give me the Jags every damn game in the first quarter. I, I, from what I'm seeing, I just I can't trust them yet. And then the Colts, maybe, but unproven Carson Wentz, unproven offense, injuries, I, I, injuries already plaguing them. I I can't back that. So if ever I were to uh, hammer in a favorite money future, the Titans seem like a damn safe bet. But then again, at minus 110 with what I just laid out, shouldn't right. it be minus 250? Yeah. Like, shit. Uh, yeah, I, this would be the one, I suppose. I think it's going to be a two-horse race. I think these teams, yeah. Colts and Texans, excuse me, Colts and Titans are going to be eight and nine wins. I don't know who's going to be that ninth uh, nine-win team there. I think it would have to be like plus 150 for me to hammer this one in and feel safe about it and feel comfortable with the pricing of it. I am not hammering in minus 110. Wouldn't hammer any even low plus money. I would have to have it at plus 150. If it was there, then sure, I'll scoop it up. But I have to imagine I'm not going to find that number anywhere here. Most agreed, assuredly, no doubt. Um, as far as the conference goes... I suppose you could make a play on it. It's plus 1,300, 13 to 1 odds. They're in fifth place right now to win the AFC. I mean, Vrabe's been trying to get the boys there for the last three yep. years now. So, I mean, maybe year four is the deal. Maybe this is finally when it clicks. Maybe they got all the wide receiver pieces they need to be able to take a little bit of the pressure off of, um, of Derrick Henry. And then maybe teams continue to stack the box on the Titans and they can rip the cover off the top. Maybe, 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 but it's a lot of maybes. And, you know, I I think either the Chiefs make it right back or we see the Brownies right in that spot. So Or the Bills. Or or the Bills as well. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and pass on yeah. this one, but I do think they're going to be right in the hunt at the end. Yeah, sure. I just don't think they did enough to pass up these three teams at least. No. And I think a couple teams might have passed them up. I think yeah. the Chargers have gotten better than this team. <sighs> they went aggressive with Julio Jones, and we both like Julio Jones. We think he's going to have a good season, but their offense was already really efficient. If they were going to be aggressive, they needed to do it on the defensive side of the ball too. Slow down those three teams, or at least two of those three teams, because the Chiefs and Bills' air attack is going to be lethal. And uh, whether it's the regular season, they obviously play them in the regular season, or if the Titans are fortunate enough to get a chance in the postseason, it's going to be a bad story. Uh, the Titans competed with the Ravens, but that's a totally different matchup. They match up so much better with them. So yeah. if they meet either these Bills or Chiefs, and probably even the Browns, I see no way they beat them in the playoffs. Me either, my friend. So I won't be hammering in anything there for the conference. So obviously, uh, if they don't win the conference, they ain't winning the Super Bowl. So no, nothing there. Uh, they are in 10th place right now, 2,500 odds, uh, plus 2,500, 25 to 1. Sure. 
That all being said, let's wrap things up on the full betting preview with a little bit of additional value we found. We can't just uh, say, oh, hey, leave alone the season win total. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, they'll make the playoffs, but don't play it. Oh, hey, yeah, we think they're going to win, but you probably shouldn't play that either. How stupid would that be for us just to leave you with all that? So we got plenty of other value coming at you. A couple of side bets that uh, my partner dove through, found some, and I found some as well. So first things first. And I think it's it's definitely worthy, but I think the question mark that you have to have or question mark that you have to have for you guys viewing, not that that way, um, is that the injury potential, the injury potential that we yeah. talked about. So, you know, I don't want to ever put that on anybody. I hope that nothing happens with Mr. Henry, but, sure. um, you know, I, he, offensive player of the year is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Derrick Henry, offensive player of the year is at plus 1,000. He's tied for first right now. And I just think you have to think about that. And actually, my long shot, and it's not seeming like too much of a long shot anymore with how I've been seeing him get drafted in fantasy leagues, Calvin Ridley, offensive player okay. of the year, I'm still locking in. But definitely still something to sure. think about. And here. we haven't talked about this one yet. FanDuel finally released these odds. I believe I'm blanking on who he's tied with other than Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. So I, you know, your concern as far as injury is certainly a concern. I'm even going deeper than that. There has not been a repeat offensive player of the year. Eric Henry won it last year. There has not been a uh, repeat player to win that award in 20 years. Marshall Falk, 99, 2000 was the last one to do it. So with that, and not only do I think Devlin Cook and Christian McCaffrey could have damn good seasons. And like I mentioned earlier, Derrick Henry, I think is going to regress. Now, don't hate me. I don't think he's going to be bad by any means. He could put up, like I said, 14, 1500 yards and 12 touchdowns. And that's a massive regression from what we saw last year. So I'm staying away from this one. And I might even play one of these other two running backs, uh, CMC or Mr. Dalvin Cook for this. So award. Dalvin Cook is actually not tied for first. Oh, did um, I miss that one? So I'll, I'll talk about him here in a second. So Christian McCaffrey and Patrick Mahomes are tied ah, yes, with Henry yes, for number one. Right. And then for number Number two, your man, QB12, is tied with okay. Calvin Cook okay, at plus okay. 1,300. Okay. And then rounding it out, uh, AP Offensive Player of the Year, Josh Allen, plus 1,700. Yeah. So, I mean, I <sighs> even mentioned those quarterbacks. Those quarterbacks, I think, right. you know, there's they're going to be a tight race for the MVP. And I could see whoever doesn't win MVP having 45-plus touchdowns and being right there for this award, too. 150%. I definitely agree. Um, as far as most rushing yards, he is also first for that. I mean, definitely possible for him to do so. Uh, it's at plus 400. Yeah. So eh, a little bit to think about. I don't know. Maybe Christian McCaffrey comes back, has a year. Maybe Saquon is the only Saquon. shining light in New York. I don't know. Hopefully for my sake right, and for everybody in our fantasy league, that does not happen. At Take all, on, baby. At all, but I need him. We'll see what happens. But I also like Dalvin Cook. He missed a couple games and was, uh, I think, only one behind him for the touchdowns. So I, I like Derrick Henry. I think I like him more for the touchdowns than I do the yards. Yeah, so, but so segue there too. Um, most rushing touchdowns is at plus five hundred. Okay. So he's also at first there. Yep. So. I would say I like the most touchdowns too. I just think somebody not edges, somebody yep. edges out, but I'm not going to play either one. Right. Um, a first place favorite uh, in any type of future market is just something that I try to avoid. Right. It's all about value, value, value. But one that I do believe has some serious value and I hope has some serious damn value because this man's on my fantasy team as my wide receiver locked in too, damn it. Julio Jones, over 950 and a half. 950 and a half receiving yards. Right. I think he really has the capability to do that. I think this running game in Tennessee has more than enough power to open him up. 
I don't think that AJ Brown is going to overshadow him. I don't think he's going to overshadow AJ Brown. I think it's going to be very, very solid target share. And then any time that that target isn't split between them, Josh Reynolds is going to scoop up right behind Mm -hmm. and it is going to create immense efficiency from Julio. And we're going to see, I, this is what I'm betting on. And this is what I drafted him for. I think we're going to see 2012 to 2014 Julio Jones. And I am, I am very, very excited, especially not to say Matt Ryan's bad. He's not bad at all. I, I love Matt Ryan, but with Ryan Tannehill, man, I think that they have some serious, serious opportunities. And with Todd Downing picking up right where Arthur Smith left off, I think they got some. He's got a serious shot to get over this. So I think he cracks a thousand in my mind. I'll take the over nine fifty and a half. I think I'm going to be playing it as well. I think really injury is really the only way that this would not go over this number, not go over a thousand yards. They mentioned it earlier. Uh, you know, he had a. Uh, from 2014 to 2019, he had at least 1,300 yards out of 16 game seasons. Last year, he had 771 in nine games. So mm-hmm. if he is there for even 12 games, I think he goes over this number. And I think that's what we're going to see this year. I think I'm slightly less. I think you're a tiny bit higher than uh, I am. I don't know that he's going to you know, produce vintage Julio numbers, but I do think he gets at least 1,200 as long as he's healthy here. I would concur. So... That does it. All of uh, the entire betting preview, everything we found, all the uh, side bets, weekly lines, all that jazz. You missed any of it, tuned in late, whatever the case might be. Hit that rewind button after we are done being live. You can watch, go back, watch, check all that stuff out as it will be here all the way to and through the entire NFL season, which uh, is just two days away. I keep saying it. I am bursting with energy. All right, let's wrap this show up here today, my friends, with the fourth and final segment. We uh, are really hyped about it because we finally got through our fantasy draft, so we have plenty to talk about in the fourth and final segment of the day. Start, stash, or pass. Now, before we do, before we talk about this, before we discuss about this, something quickly, if you want to rip out your uh, your fantasy lineup here right fast and uh, just your main starters, mm-hmm. if you guys would like, would like to hear your opinion, what you think, how we did in our fantasy drafts here, and uh, if you'd like to drop it on in the chat, hey, you guys suck. You guys are going to have a great season. Whatever. Drop it on in the chat. So as far as it goes for yours truly, my friends. Oh, my goodness. As soon as I did this, uh, for some reason, it doesn't want to load. Yeah, same over here. They might be uh, experiencing oh, some. Oh, not mine is. You got it? Uh, so I got Tom Brady, Austin Eckler, Antonio Gibson, hence the name of my team, Gibsons of Anarchy, Robert Woods, Julio Jones, TJ Hawkinson, Mike Davis, 49ers defense special teams, and Greg the Legs Zerline. Just staying starters. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Nice. And then also uh, Jamar Chase, Michael Carter, Baker Mayfield, Darnell Mooney, Elijah Moore, Ramondre Stevenson, Emmanuel Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, and on the IR with an extra bench spot right now, I got Rashad Bateman. And this is Dynasty. I don't know if you mentioned that out loud. Yes, this is Dynasty. Beginning of the show, but. I'm rolling with Mr. Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley. Mm, uh, so my running back, too, is my I've got some uh, long plays as far as Dynasty. I've got Melvin Gordon this year. That's my only concern. Hopefully he can uh, get past what people are expecting him to do this year. C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, and Chris Godwin are my two receivers in my flex. Very happy with that. Kyle Pitts as my tight end. Broncos D, Brandon McManus. And I got T. Higgins on my bench. Marquez Callaway, Jalen Rieger, Tony Pollard, Mr. Joe Burrow, and Trey Sermon and Bob Tanya. Loser. That's all I hear there. Yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> no, very, very stacked. You uh, you drafted like a son of a gun. 
Uh, definitely some of the guys you took for the longer term uh, are dealing with injuries now. We'll see how they come. But you uh, definitely took guys that look to be pretty happy producing now, but some of them might be on the way out here sooner rather than mm, later. For me? Maybe. Melvin Gordon, that's it. Maybe. Other than we'll that, see. I, we'll see. I got as nobody else over 25 years as old. As far as production, mm. not on the way out mm. as far as production. We'll see what happens. However, let's get into our best fantasy advice. What do you guys think? Drop it in the chat over yonder. Either way, that all being said, our best fantasy advice for the Tennessee Titans. All right. First things first, QB room partner. Um, He actually is on our waiver wire. He did not make it onto any really? team. Uh, very surprising. Ryan Tannehill, QB, start, stash, or pass? I actually might have to pick him up as a stash. I would start him if I, uh, uh, if it was a redraft. I actually think he might have found my his found my way uh, or found his way onto my team as uh, even starter or backup. I had a little different approach for my dynasty here, but mm. I'd absolutely take him. I and now that I did not realize he was still on the waiver wire. I've got two quarterbacks. I might yeah. uh, I'm gonna have two spots with IR, so I might pick him up as a stash. He was number seven quarterback last year. I think he stays within that top ten with uh Good old Julio coming to town now, so most definitely give me a start for him, and uh, you could probably buy low. If, like I said, in a normal redraft, he would have fit uh, well within my uh, draft strategy. Oh, maybe there. maybe he got off. I thought I saw okay. him last night. I guess he did get off. Uh, I'm not sure where. I won't go all the way into that, but uh, yeah, he definitely deserves a spot. I think he uh, is definitely worthy QB1 this year, especially in redraft. Might uh, kind of be a little jury still out kind of deal as far as how much more success or how much longer yeah. he does uh, stay in the Tennessee Titans uniform. Yeah, so, somebody definitely took him. So something to think about there, but he is a uh, QB1 if you haven't picked him up yet or if you haven't gotten to your fantasy draft yet. Uh, as far as the running backs go, obviously Derrick Henry, we don't even need to spend any time there. RB1, if you uh, get your hands on him, I think he went third overall in our league or fourth overall. Not third, I had um, three. Uh, either way, either way, he's was, going yeah. as one of the First top round. four running backs, no question about it. So uh, definitely worth an add there. Then as far as wide receivers go, uh, I picked up Julio Jones as my wide receiver too. I would have preferred Calvin Ridley. Uh, I'm just super high on Calvin Ridley sure. this year for some reason. I think he's taken the Julio Jones target, but... I think this year Jones uh, is definitely going to produce wide receiver two numbers. I don't think he has any weeks like we've seen in the past over the course, the course of the last few seasons where he has single-digit games or he has one reception and he goes out for the game. I just right. don't think we're going to see that this year. Might be eating my words in a few weeks, but I really, really, really don't think we'll see it. And then also A.J. Brown, he is a wide receiver two for me as well. That's just because of the depth they got going on in there. He definitely has the wide receiver one upside, but I think he's getting just a little bit too overdrafted because maybe, just maybe, the man that owns four out of the, or three out of the 28, 250 plus yard passing mm. or yard reception games, that being Julio Jones in the NFL, is now on his team. Sure. So he might just have a 250 yard game sometime and. AJ has two catches for 30 yards, and that's your wide receiver one. You're right. And it's very, very doable. And I think he just got a little bit overdrafted, just a little too much. But wide receiver two in my book, definitely wide receiver one upside from week to week. And then as far as um, uh, why am I blanking? Reynolds goes, Josh Reynolds. Um, I definitely worth a flex start to me. I wasn't able to get my hands on him. I don't know who ended up getting him. I know he was ended up getting taken off the board, but 
definitely worth a uh, late round addition. I think he uh, more than contributes in Tennessee here this year. Yeah, as far as Reynolds and start there, I would also stash him. Um, I don't know what type of points we see, but I think it's worth taking a stash just because of how efficient uh, this offense is. And then as far as the other two, Julio, like I said earlier, I think the only concern you would have is his health, which I think should be okay this year. And I'm singing similar tunes on A.J. Brown, but... Uh, you know, people have kind of estimated him in that space the last couple of years, and then he elevates into being a, uh, you know, an a uh, wide receiver one potential here. He was number 12 receiver last year, missed a couple games, but had averages 17.7. I did get him on another redraft league. Uh, he was my number two re receiver taken, so there you go. But I think he's going to be a damn good receiver once again here, and, uh, you know, somehow flying under the radar for people who aren't tuned in too far into the Titans. But much like you, I think he's fringe wide receiver one. Very, very good uh, wide receiver too absolutely you'll ride home for days if you get him as your wide receiver yep. too because he definitely has that one potential more weeks than not mm -hmm. just might be one of those peppered in weeks as i mentioned however moving things on to another pass catcher here the tight end room uh you know i will stash i actually have a red flag on him i'm giving away my trade secrets right now but i actually right. have a flag on anthony ferkser um you might boo boo him you might shake your head at him but the titans kept him around for a reason mm -hmm. they made him te1 for a reason and if you do so vaguely remember this offense favors the fuck out of tight ends sure. in the red zone so little something to think about he could be a touchdown machine he could be uh one of those oh shit my high level tight end i got wall the baller i got hawkinson i got um uh, kittle whatever the case might be i got one of those guys and oh shit his bye week's coming up Berkser might be one of those guys if they're playing a piss poor defense uh, just for a fill-in because uh, he could definitely get into the end zone more often than not here. Okay. Yeah, I'll say red flag is a nice word for it. That's where I'm going with him as well. For sure. I will stash him your red flag and pass on him for now. And last but certainly not least, oh, actually not entirely last but certainly not least, but we really don't need to talk about it. Defense, uh, really not worth an ad. I believe they stayed on the wire in our league. I don't they think must anybody, have been. I didn't look. They I, were number 26 defense last year. I think it's right yeah, around there again. Not worth an ad at all. Uh, I don't think they have near enough in the turnover or sack or anything that gains you points department. I think it's going to be a lot of negative weeks more often than not. Yep. So something to think about there. And then as far as the kickers go, I told you they let go of uh, Steven Gaskowski. We obviously all know that now but now they got sam ficken and tucker mcmahon now sam ficken was actually pretty damn decent last year in new york if i do remember so correctly so maybe worth a little bit of a look on him if you're just about to get your pick uh on your kicker but as far as tucker mccann i got no clue whatsoever yeah. uh second year out of missouri can't really tell you so nothing Not to write sure. home about here as far as the uh kickers go definitely would have been if it was gaskowski but he did kind of hit some bumpy patches yeah. last year in his season so. yeah if they get a healthy kicker kicking pretty efficiently i think this is probably a good look here for this offense most definitely but that does it for every single core positional grouping and our best fantasy advice in start stash or pass. Okay, my friends, let uh, producer Colton navigate around here if my my, uh, my mouse even wants to work at any point in time. All right, absolutely beautiful. We uh, just want to be goofing up here when I need you to work at the right time. All right, how about now? Oh, yeah, now we're going. Okay, so I got to... Uh, use opposite of what i'm used to using okay well uh we'll see what the hell's going on so producer colt's gonna have to use a little uh double hand action here to be uh flipped through the show and produce the show but that's all right host colt is back in action here we go it's time to officially 
send the Tennessee Titans on about their 2021 season starting very, very soon. Two days away for the Bucks and the Cowboys. Five days away for the rest of the NFL. So as always, we got to send them on our on their way the only way we know how here at the Talking Align podcast. Two. Mike Vrabel, Todd Downing, and Shane Bowen. We wish you the best of luck in your coaching seasons here in 2021. Congrats on the promotion, Shane and Todd. We hope you guys have tons of success in your inaugural seasons. Every member of the offense, of the defense, the special team, and every member of the Tennessee Titans franchise. Good luck in 2020. Give them hell, boys. And... Godspeed. Godspeed. All right. That officially does it. The entire season preview for the Tennessee Titans. I'll do a little uh, reset here on the mouse. See if that does any action. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So that's official. That's a wrap. 29th NFL Special Edition. Tomorrow is the final NFL Special Edition. The 30th perfect round number. Because we did uh, two double editions, if you do remember so correctly. Plenty to talk about there. I'll also be making a YouTube playlist that will dump all of the NFL special editions into. So you'll have all 30 of them right there lined up perfectly. All of them nice and blocked out. You can see all the individual sections. So you can click through nice and easy. Everything will be there for you all the way to and through the NFL season. Mm -hmm. So... Before we talk about a little bit more of that and what's coming up the rest of this week, TTL-wise. Partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 119 of the Talking the Line podcast, the 29th NFL Special Edition, the second to last NFL, first to last NFL Special Edition on this beautiful September 7th, 2021. All right, my man, so... How about, once again, some more all-time stat updates for this squad? Because there are actually three guys that are uh, maybe a little higher than you would expect on these lists. Mr. Uh, Derrick Henry, uh, fourth or fifth year. I believe this will be his fifth year, maybe even his sixth. I should know that off the top of my head. But he's actually right at number 100 as far as all-time yards, rushing yards are concerned for running backs. Already? Holy shit. 61st in touchdowns, actually, with 55. So... If he has another, uh, I mean, that was 2,000 yards, 17 touchdowns last year. If he even goes, like I was saying, 1,412. Roll Tide. He's going to climb even higher on that uh, freaking list. So uh, Roll damn Tide. I think that's going to be the case, and we're going to be seeing him way up there on these lists. Another guy, Mr. Ryan Tannehill, actually 67th in yards all time. Really? And 63rd in touchdowns all time with 178. So another solid season from him. He will climb up into those top 50, I do believe. And then Mr. Julio Jones, the guy that we can say is most definitely going to be a Hall of Famer, Mm. actually 29th in receptions all time, 848, 20th. In yards, 12,896. So as far as yards are concerned, he puts up another 1,000. He's going to be top 15, I believe. I do believe right around 18,000 is... The leader? Yeah. I'm not sure off the top of my head that sounds about right, though. But I think that's right in the ballpark. 88th in touchdowns, so has not uh, climbed the list as far as touchdowns. Obviously, there's a lot of tight ends that uh, rack up some touchdowns more so than yards and receptions. But uh, he's got a long way to go as far as that is concerned. But... 
20th in yards, man. He is going to be right up there with the best of them if he keeps it up for a few more years. I think he could squeak up a little bit in that touchdown department. I think uh, he played too much of the decoy role in Atlanta over the last few seasons and then obviously dealing with some of the injuries. Yeah. And he just didn't get the targets in the red zone yeah. like he should. <laughs> I know. He should. <laughs> what are you doing? Target him. What are you doing, Dan? Come on, Quinn. Target him. And they just wouldn't do it. So... I think we see it this year, man. Damn it, I think, Dan. I think he, uh, damn it, Dan. I think uh, we get it maybe maybe in 75 ballpark uh, in the next couple of years. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Next couple of years. Maybe he has a few good seasons in Tennessee. I don't know, but I am super high on him this year. So, as always, partner, thank you for your knowledge and advice that we cannot find anywhere else in your sidebar. Of course. All right. Keep it moving. Keep it grooving, my friends. A couple of uh, important TTL news and announcements. It has officially come. The day is almost upon us. Our new show, Wise Words, featuring the sharpest, brightest, and most electric personalities in all the sports gambling industry and community, is set to drop tomorrow, September the 8th. Now, it will drop after... Uh, the live show is complete sometime around 1, 2 o'clock. I'll let you know for sure tomorrow. But it will eventually be available on all major podcast directories. Um, trying to get everything sealed down with that. We wanted to get an intro put out there, um, but we have just been so slammed with all the additional stuff and uh, all of our back-end work, not only with the show, but NFL season coming up, college football season coming up. We've had a lot of other stuff, so the intro may or may not be completed. If it is, you will be able to start seeing it on uh, your favorite podcasting directories very soon. But if not, uh, once we post the first episode, it'll be on there very, very shortly. So after, um, after Wednesday and probably few days after that then you'll start seeing it populate but at the bare minimum i will be sure on the twitter we'll be sure everything in between uh we'll be sure to put the link for our anchor we do utilize anchor as our uh podcast media host so uh shout out anchor free plug uh, no affiliation association with them outside of they just host our podcast mm -hmm. we appreciate the hell out of that um but we will put the link for that so you guys are still if you are uh audio listeners one of our audio fans you'll be able to listen to that for now via audio and then we'll start pumping out once it's on apple and spotify and everything but it will immediately be available on our youtube channel you'll be able to watch the full live videos about 45 minutes um each episode is going to be about 30 to 45 minutes might go a little bit longer um our guest uh for episode one joe d'amico we got a little bit windy. We got sure. a little bit laughing. Sure. We got a little bit all over the place, a little bit slap happy, yeah. but it just added to all of it. And it was absolutely such an electric interview and yeah, one man. that you guys really are not going to want to miss. Yes. Come for the knowledge because he is going to make you a much better sports better. No question about it. Stay for his personality and humor because he is, I mean, you're going to make, he's going to be a, you're going to be a fan of his after watching this show. No question about it. Like there's no way you can't. He is just an electric factory. Awesome dude. Hilarious dude. And uh, above all of that, he is a uh, kind of a genius as far as this industry is concerned. Yeah. He's very, very smart. He has loads of great information that he dished out. And hey, we got plenty of other guys just like him that are coming right on to follow him on the following episodes of Wise Words. Yeah, so man. I'm telling you guys, I don't think I could have said it any better myself there, partner. Come for the knowledge, come for the analysis, the insights, and stay for the laughs and the fun times because we had an absolute yeah. blast and this is going to be good. We could have made five episodes with this guy and we would not have ran out of 
questions to ask, things to laugh about. It, it's it's fantastic. Most definitely. We, we would have kept going. So enough talking about it. We're talking it all up here. Mags wants to keep giving more and more, more. Enough. Enough. Because we hype it up too much, and then people get all their hopes up. So it's probably going to be bad. It's actually not going to be very good. It's not going to be something you might even want to tune into, you know. So, eh, it might be all right. It might be good. Might be something you want to tune in tomorrow. Drops after the live show. One thing also, though, too, told you at the beginning of the show, um, on our website, and you'll see it also today on Twitter, but on the featured content page uh, or featured content section of the homepage, you will see Joe D'Amico's future bets. Uh, he gave us, he was kind enough, I said at the top of the show, he was kind enough to give us three free picks. He gave us a solid college football ticket that we cast Bearcats minus 22 and a half uh, over the weekend. Sweat free. And then sweat free. And then gave us uh, two future plays, one out of the NFC West and then one out of the NFC East. So uh, we'll have both of those there so you guys can hammer those in right <laughs> alongside with us. And then uh, be sure to stay tuned. There'll also be a new tab and page and everything on the talkingtheline.com website so you can just see all of the wise word stuff there just as it is set up like the Talking the Line podcast is set up now. So if you uh, have been to the website, you know how that's set up. Uh, you know how it's going to be set up once Wise Words drops tomorrow. But if you're not, hey, go check it out. TalkingTheLine.com. Loads of additional other content and stuff on there for you guys to peep out. That all being said, tomorrow, final NFL special edition, the 30th, the last Washington football team. We'll be talking about them all day long tomorrow. We uh, may or may not have one of those future plays on the Washington football team tomorrow. So something for you to think about there. And then uh, once we do that one on Thursday, we'll go back to business as usual. Uh, it might be a little bit of a Thursday night special uh, since there won't be a whole lot of other action going on. So we'll probably just do like a Thursday night special, picks, props, everything in between. Obviously, when there's kind of like a standalone game, you have an opportunity to find more of those things. Right. So we'll do that. And then Friday, we will go back to business as usual. My picks, RMAG's picks, special play of the day, of the weekend maybe. Uh, also, Moneyline Dice Roll. And then uh, we might pepper a little bit of extra stuff in there. But it's going to be a little more tight and concise than, uh, obviously, the special editions have been. And then, obviously, uh, kind of what you knew from the past. Right. Uh, we might cut out ransom reactions and uh, keep, keep a little things tighter and in there. But if there is, obviously, important stuff, we'll stop and talk about it. No question. So that all being said... That's about it uh, for the updates. You know, wise words coming out. Can't say it enough. Coming out tomorrow. Uh, you'll start to see more stuff on the social media, on Twitter, all over the place. Uh, more updates, more announcements. We'll have that stuff rolling out today. And then outside of that, make sure at the bare minimum, you just stop by talkingtheline.com on a daily basis. Just flick it on in your website browser up over yonder and you just cruise on through. The homepage has loads of good stuff that you can check out, look through, dig through, everything in between. Then you can just go check out all of our other additional content through all the other tabs. You'll always stay up to date. If you miss an episode of the pod, you won't be out of touch. You'll know what's going on. Or if you don't feel like that, you got the old bird app, the Twitter, follow us at Talking the Line. Talking the Line Sports Media is what it'll pop up as, and uh, you'll get all of the updates there, plus loads of other content that we put out all day and night long. So that does it for me, partner. Before I send these kind folks on their way with a little extra inspiration, motivation, any uh, late da -na -na, da -na -na. Let's see. Looks like uh, Bruce Arians confirms that Jordan Whitehead starting safety will be out for Thursday's opener. And uh, let's see. Seahawks' Dwayne Brown will have a deal. 
Uh, yeah, nothing crazy there. But uh, Jordan Whitehead going to be out for Thursday's opener for the old Buccaneers. Mm, don't know that it necessarily changes my opinion quite. Right. Yet. Not going to change our opinions quite like the old Zach Martin news uh, shifted us a little bit, I do believe, because that is uh, quite a bit bigger than this one. Yeah, most definitely. Well, thank you, sir, for the late breaking of news. Of course. Nothing else from me on this end of the spectrum. So you know the last thing that's left to do. Get you some extra inspiration. Some extra extra, <laughs> extra motivation. And something that no other podcast in this industry does. And that's give you all the extra that you need to help get you through and survive this thing that we call life. So without further ado. It is my pleasure to, as always, close out today's show, episode number 119, with my Motivation Minutes. Now, if you were here at the beginning of the show, you know where I'm going. If you're not, I'm very excited to uh, bring this back to you guys. If you are a fan of the Talking the Line podcast, you'll remember when I did a series of these. I did five in general for each one of my five Ps. That's what this is on today. But if you don't know um, what those are about, you are in for a treat. We're not going to obviously go section by section this time and have a whole series of them. I just kind of wanted to uh, give you a reminder, if you've heard them before, uh, maybe just a little bit of fresh thought on them. Maybe, uh, hey, I forgot Colt said those. Maybe let me get out a piece of paper and a little pen this time around and write them down. So with all that being said, uh, my personal five Ps. Now, you might be asking yourself if you don't know what the hell are five Ps, what, what is he talking about? Well, literally five, the letter P, five Ps. Now, they're five words that start with the letter P that I have found if you actively work to apply in your life in one form, fashion, or another, it makes this thing called life a hell of a lot easier. It helps you break down barriers a hell of a lot faster, and it makes those hallways that I always talk about a hell of a lot shorter. So all that being said, P number one, presence. You are here in every moment. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, that is all you're doing. You're not in next week. You're not in next month. You're not in tomorrow. Shit, you are not even in the next second. You are right here and now. Every ounce of your being is present on what you're doing, and you never allow anything to break that focus. Apply presence in your life. And watch things become easier to handle, easier to navigate, because you're so locked in on what that thing is, it's almost as if you have the answers before they're there. So practice a little bit of presence today. Two, peace. Seek peace. You don't have to be happy in this life. You don't have to be where you want to be. You don't have to be living the greatest moment right now. You can be facing a ton of adversity and still seek peace. You can still convey peace. Even though everything in the world might be going down on you, somebody sitting right next to you might have 10 times worse problems happening. Convey that peace. Be a light to others. Show that you have the ability to be present and shed a little bit of good energy on somebody else. So presence, peace. Number three, patience. 
How often do you get sped up throughout your day? How often do you cut somebody off in traffic or somebody cuts you off in traffic and you honk and you run and you're jamming 85 miles an hour down the interstate when if you go 75 miles an hour, you're only going to get there 30 seconds later? How often are you running up and down the grocery aisles because you got to get up, you got you to get this test done before we go and do the other test? How often do you do that? How often are you in such a rush with whatever you're chasing after in life, whatever dream, whatever passion, whatever you're trying to attain, how often do you practice patience? How often do you sit still for a moment and realize how far you've come from where you were, how far you still have to go, but where you're at right now is right where you need to be. And if you just show a little patience, maybe you'll start getting to where you want to go a lot faster. Number four, perseverance. No one is more important in my mind. You have to persevere in this life. It's going to smack you in the face. It's going to smack you in the mouth. If you're a gentleman, it's going to kick you right in the nuts. <laughs> it's going to happen. We cannot run from adversity. We cannot hide from it. It's a boogeyman that lives under our beds that we'll never be able to shut out. However, you must persevere. You must look those boogeyman and those demons right in the eye and say there's nothing that is going to stop me from overcoming you. You have to look at those walls that stand 50 feet tall in your path, buckle the chin strap on the helmet, and say, screw it, I'm getting through this wall one way or another. Perseverance will lead you to so many other doors and allow you to start unlocking more presence, peace, and patience. Finally, last but certainly not least, number five, perspective. And maybe I walk back that statement that this one is the most important. Because we all have a backstory. We all have things that nobody knows about. We all have issues that we deal with that we've never mentioned to another soul. But at the same time, every other person on this planet has those exact same issues. Maybe not in the same way, maybe not in the same form, but I guarantee you they're dealing with something too. I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, it might be worse than what you're dealing with. So in every situation you find yourself in, no matter if it's just a quick five-second sprinkle, sprinkle a little bit of perspective into those situations, those circumstances, those moments. Am I really seeing this from all angles? Am I really taking an account of every person present here? Am I only concerned about my perspective or the perspective of a whole, which is what really matters? So again, my five Ps, I hope you wrote them down. I hope you apply them because they work wonders in my life. And I tell you, I'm never a swami. I'm never a genius. I don't know shit about shit at the end of the day, if I'm being honest with you. But what I do know is how to talk and I know how to share a message of things that have helped me survive this thing called life. So one more time, if you missed any of them, you didn't get them, my five Ps that I believe if you apply to your life, you will start breaking through barriers, you will start running through hallways, and those doors in your life will start flying open faster than you can even think about them in your head.
presence, peace, patience, perseverance, and perspective. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Good stuff as always, my man. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, yeah, these. Uh, this is, I guess, the maybe the best way to all encompass everything that you kind of talk about on a daily basis. I would yeah. say, yeah, it's kind of all my messages really center around all of those, sure. if you will. Um, and it's kind of funny that you deduct that out because I guess I never really thought about it in that perspective. But that is kind of how I center everything around <laughs> my five P's. So I, I really hope that you can apply them. I know. Old buddy guy over here has applied them in his life. I know a lot of you that listen have reached out and said, man, those mean a lot. I've applied this. I've applied that or your message today. Hey, you guys doing that means the world to me. I mean, I get choked up now just just thinking about that. If I reach one of you, I don't do this for the masses. I don't do this to, oh, Colton knows everything. I'm the greatest. I know how to survive. No, no. I do this for the one of you that might be in that dark cave, might not see a way out, might want to pursue your passion, but you don't know how the fuck you can do it. Here I am. I got your back. And I always will. And I always keep dropping down my motivation minutes after every live show, at the end of every one, and the TTL pod ain't going nowhere no, anytime sir. soon. So you can better believe you are going to get inspiration and motivation like you never can find in any other podcast in the industry. That is my promise to you. So there you go. Officially, my motivation minutes of the day. All right. We got the vibes. We got the energy. We got the knowledge. We got some inspiration. The shoulders are starting to relax a little bit more. We're not as tense. The the stummy muscles are starting to relax a little bit. The anxiety is easing. And let's really knock this son of a bitch out of the park and have just a stupendous Tuesday. What do you yes, say about sir. that? That sounds good to me. All right. So as always, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, Tennessee Titans fans, fans of the NFL Shield, NFL bettors, fantasy football players, anybody I might have left out. Four and one. <laughs> myself and mags thank you so much for stopping by episode 119 of the talk in the line podcast thank you for all of your support all of your following thank you for allowing us to bring you a new show wise words dropping tomorrow after the live show is complete always got to uh, get a little extra promo in there anytime i can we appreciate you guys from the bottom of our hearts and we cannot tell you how much we appreciate each and every single one of you. We're going to keep grinding, keep growing, and make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday, unless you have any other plans. Make sure you check out today's best bets on TalkingTheLine.com or on the Action Network app so you can meet us at the pay window and soon say right alongside with us. Let's cash some tickets.